Welcome to the GodFocusPodcast.com. This week's topic is about patience. Awesome Angie is hosting MJ, Kevin, and Robin in the topic of patience. Let's go ahead and start this off in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are awesome. And thank you for this beautiful day and this beautiful gathering of beautiful people and um, guide our words and guide our hearts and just thank you for loving each one of us and thank you for providing everything we need to do your will and shine brightly in this on this planet so in jesus name we pray amen amen we pray for patience today's topic is patience yes (laughs) i um I like this quote from Joyce Meyer. She says, patience is not merely waiting. It's how you act while you are waiting. I think that's awesome. And some definitions of patience. Another one from Joyce Meyer. She says um, her favorite definition of patience to be constant or to be the same at all time, no matter what's going on. And then word hippo is another new favorite of mine. The capa- patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. And another definition from word hippo is one's composure or state of calmness. So these are all, it's, it, it's fascinating the different angles of patience. And I, I really like the whole idea of it's, it's not just waiting around for something. It's how are you acting while you're waiting? Cause it, you know, God doesn't tell us how long something's going to take. It's, it's in that waiting that, um, <laughs> that's where the, that's where we have to learn how to, uh, navigate that space. So any, any thoughts based on those definitions so, yeah, I'm, you know, one of the things I look at when you talk about patience is um, sometimes God is just protecting us, you know, by trying to get us to be patient. You know, there's something awesome going to happen. And he's trying to say to us, you know, just be patient, my son, my my daughter, you know, just relax for a little while here because I see down the road, I'm going to do something even greater for you. So I can see that patience is also a protector for us. That's good. Kev, what do you got? So, I mean, I'm looking at it from kind of a prayer point of view. So the idea is, you know, we talk about being patient, but the first question that I would say is, did we ever ask God, uh, about it, right? Did we bring it to God in, in the form of prayer, right? And so, you know, sometimes we we get frustrated because things aren't going the way that we want them or whatever the case may be. But did we actually, did we ever actually ask God to, to intervene, okay? And so then once we ask God to intervene, then the next question is, okay, what's God's answer, right? And so, it, you know, there, sometimes there's an immediate yes to it. But most of the time it's a wait, you know, uh, sometimes it's a no, uh, you know, and, uh, 
so the patience comes in the form of well, what do you do while you're waiting, you know, or what do you, what do you do while you're, you're discerning whether or not the answer is a no. And, uh, you know, the, this, and it's different, it's different depending on the situation that you're facing, right? Every situation is different, but you know, if it's, if it is a small issue, it's easy to be patient with, right? You know, it's kind of like I gave it to God and I'm just going to let it go. But if it's a chronic health issue or if it's a relationship issue or if it's something that's really fundamental, important to you, right, you're you're going to get antsy about it. And so in my mind, patience is about and I like Joyce Meyer's quote, right? It's just being consistent in the way that you relate to God and the way that you relate to others and the way that you show love in your life. You know, you know, don't there's no there's you know, you know, we, we try to. We, we try to control things and we push God out of the picture when we do that. Right. So when we, when we want to, when we pray to God, we say, God, we want this resolved. And then we continue to try to own it and try to push it in our own way, you know, without really asking for revelation from God and really relying on letting God reveal himself in the event uh, or in a series of events. Right. Then we then we really haven't get we really haven't been patient. Right. We've 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 taken ownership of something that we, we should have let go of. So so my my takeaway on that is, you know, be patient means that you give it to God and then you let it go, regardless of how big it is, regardless of how long the timing is. You know, you don't you don't excite no anxiety, no stress. You just let it go and just say, God, this is yours. I, I can't control anything more than I've done. And uh, and I'm going to go live my life now. Love it. I'm looking at a verse right now, Psalms 40, verse one, wait patiently and expectantly for the Lord. Yeah. 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 Hopeful. I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of verses in the Psalms about, about being hopeful, uh, uh, waiting, waiting, hopefully. And uh, uh, that's exactly right. You just, you just know it's going to get solved. You don't know how it's going to get solved, right? And you're not, and you don't, and you don't get hung up on the how. You just get up, get hung up on the fact that I know it's going to get solved. I gave it to God. He's going to do it the way that He wants to done, and then move on. All right, Robin, you have um, anything to add on this? <laughs> oh, it's a great topic. I love this. Um, you know, it's a great reminder. I appreciate what you guys have said so far. Um, Sometimes I look at the lives of people in the Bible, like let's say Joseph, where their lives seem like almost unbelievable. You know, Joseph's brothers were jealous and they were going to kill him. Instead, the eldest brother threw him in a, a dirty, disgusting, muddy well pit and he got sold. He was a slave. He was accused of a terrible crime and he was innocent. And, you know, I was asking myself, how could he, you know, remain patient and like you were saying, you know, consistent and trusting in the Lord through all those hard times. And it's just amazing. I mean, because we can look back and see what happened and through it all, God was there and he had a plan. And Joseph ended up being um, kind of like Pharaoh, basically his right hand man, and and it wasn't it wasn't about you know Joseph you know being this awesome 
man, although I'm sure he was a great man of God, but it was um, God's plan to save his people. That was the whole thing. Uh, Jacob was, Joseph, sorry. Sorry, Joseph was able to save his uh, family. And they were the children of God. Sorry, I got off on a tangent, but um, it's hard. It's really hard sometimes uh, to be consistent. Well, and how many years it took for that whole process for yeah. for Joseph and to be, you know, I'd have to refresh myself with that story. You know what he yeah. did do, yeah, and and the way you know his did he have? I don't. Does anybody have any insights on that? You know, ups and downs. Did you know? I'm sure Joseph had moments of, mm. you know. Well, yeah, his uh, he was he was put in jail. Uh, he was he was put in jail. He was accused of being uh, of sleeping with someone's wife and yeah. uh, jail. But yeah. how do? You, but it's but how he dealt with that. I mean, all those years of all that. Um, <laughs> you know, it, the things that you know he was accused of doing, and he really didn't do. Yeah. Uh, you know, injustices that he had to deal with for years. Yeah. Know, how, how did he? Well, he was arrogant. I mean, if you recall the story that, you know, Joseph, Joseph had a, had a vision, a dream where uh, all brothers bowed down to him. Yeah. Right. And so what is the first thing he does? He wakes up and he goes, tells his brothers, Hey, I just had a dream and you all are bow, bowing down to me. Right. He, had, he was, he was young and arrogant. Yes, he was. Right. So, so they were like, well, screw you. And I'm going to throw you in the pit. And so <laughs> they, they did that. And then they sold him because they were jealous right and then um and then he 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 was enslaved and then uh he got put in jail after being enslaved for for being falsely accused and then he then he had to basically be in jail and then he revealed dreams to two people uh, the was a baker and a cook i think and uh you know and one of them one of them died and one of them was 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 saved but 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 the, they they didn't give joseph the credit you know, uh, of, of, of revealing the dreams and revealing what was happening. And because uh, he, they promised to do that. So, so continually he was let down continually. He was lied to, you know, he was, he was deceived. He was, he was, um, he was abused. And, uh, and, uh, and through that time, that's what God did. God changed his heart so that by the time that he did become interpret the, the, the Pharaoh's dream, and he did become the second hand to the Pharaoh, by that time, he had he had grown. He he had he had no choice but to grow. God God basically did all of that as a way to to heal him uh, of his of his pride, and uh, that's the story. Yeah, that's his story, and that's how the Jews ended up in Egypt, and that's and in the, the Exodus out of Egypt. I mean, none of that could have happened without the story of Joseph. You know, so. Uh, so yeah, he 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 basically he he had to be patient because he had no choice. <laughs> he was not given an option. It was either die or, or be patient. Those were his two choices. I agree, Kevin. Um, that he did grow, and and if you're wondering like how he did, uh, in the end, he honors God. He doesn't say anything about oh I'm so great and. You know, I have these powers and all that, but he does. He honors God. He gives God the glory. Mm -hmm. He does. Yeah. And, 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 and his brothers ultimately do bow down. 
you know, they, they have to come to him for grain and they don't know it's him. And, and instead of uh, seeking retribution, instead of trying to, you know, hurt them, um, he basically loved them. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a great, it's a wonderful example mm-hmm. of how, how, of how time God can use time and a willing heart um, to basically change circumstance. This is one of my favorite verses Um, in the end of that story in Genesis 50, verse 20, he says to his brothers, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people. So awesome. And, And going, tying it back to the patients, none of that could have happened had uh, Joseph not opened his heart to the idea of growing mm-hmm. and, uh, and God gave him plenty of time to do it. <laughs> I think, and I, again, I'd have to go review that story again to see like, was there a point was, was he like, I know, like you were saying early on, he was arrogant cause he shared the vision. Um, was he, did he ever lose heart? I don't, I don't remember any of that in the story. Did he ever lose heart? Was he always, you know, expectant and hopeful and even through all of this, I'd have to go and review the story. He, he, uh, he, it was more about him honoring God. That was, that was really the, 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 in terms of, at least that's as I recall it, it was more about his perspective of, um, the allowing these bad things to happen to him and accepting them for what they were all uh, along, all along, all along. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, well, the well thing he was, he was, you know, he was upset at first, you know um, he was scared because, sure. you know, he got, he got sold and sold into slavery and he was hurt because his, all, uh, you know, to a brother ever, they all condemned him and betrayed him, you know, and he lost everything that he knew. And yeah, he was despondent. Uh, and he, and he was despondent after the, I think it was the uh, baker. I think it was the baker that, that said, you know, um, you know, I'll tell, the, I'll tell, you know, the Pharaoh about you and I'll tell them that, you know, you were wrongly imprisoned and I'll tell them that you had these visions and they never did. Once the baker got free from jail, he just, he forgot totally about Joseph and that, hurt. that, 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 that frustrated him. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, I think I, I it was certainly it was not a straight line for him. I mean, imagine he, uh, you know, he lived in this other culture, learned a whole other language, and he married um, an Egyptian woman, had two children, and um, you know, he was in his forties when he saw his brothers after decades of being separated. And I remember um, that he was so overcome when he saw them that he had to run out of the room because he was, and then he was weeping and people could hear him cry. But yeah, he was affected. I mean, he went through a lot. Definitely was not a straight line for him. Yeah. Um, Robin, why don't, why don't you share what Mm -hmm. you were sharing with us before? Okay. Do you want me to at this point? Do you want me to also include that question I was asking? Yeah, I think it fits in well here. Okay. And then we'll jump most likely to MJ next. Well, um, you know, we've touched on this, but I was thinking about patience in terms of God and what he, you know, 
he wants us to be patient in our hearts and he wants us to be at that place waiting on him and trusting him. And I was also thinking of patience in terms of with each other, our family and our friends, coworkers, uh, people at church, everybody, even including strangers. And, you know, I notice how impatient a lot of people have become as uh, this pandemic, you know, has taken over the lives of taking over our lives really in a way that we've never known before. And it's really hard, I, you know, for some people to be patient in it. The verse that resonated with me was uh, Psalm 4610, uh, be still and know that I am God. And in my worship, you know, I was thinking about, you know, other people who have gone through trials. You know, I have um, chronic medical conditions. And so one of the stories that really resonates with, with me is the story of the woman who um, had an issue. She was bleeding. She couldn't stop bleeding for like 12 years. And she was an outcast. And she was... You know, if I put my if I put myself in her place, I imagine how lonely she was, and she, um, you know, and even so, she believed. She every day she believed. She just when she reached out, um, when she reached out to touch Jesus's uh, clothes, the hem of his tunic, and get healed. You know, it was a confirmation of her faith and her patience, you know, she believed she would be healed. And then Ephesians 4.2 was another one, another verse I was thinking about and how we deal, how we interact with each other. Uh, Ephesians 4.2, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And in thinking about that, I was thinking, you know, about my own self and how I want to interact with, you know, especially with my students, my coworkers. But I was thinking in terms of how Christ is our um, ultimate example of patience. I mean, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's greater than patience, but like in his demonstration of it, he loved, he loved the people that were just on the fringe that no one cared about. He wasn't offended to be near prostitutes and he was not afraid to touch lepers and heal them. People with all kinds of illness, like I mentioned that lady and, um, you know, people with what I consider mental illness that were outcasts of society, you know, he was not afraid to go to them. Was it Zacchaeus? Was he a tax collector? Because, um, you know, I'm thinking of tax time. People in the Jewish culture hated the tax collectors. <laughs> and yet Jesus saw this little tax collector over there and said, hey, I want to eat at your house today. Out of all of that, and thinking of Christ's example, the question I asked was, are we um, patient enough? 
Are we patient enough to love people where they're at? Are we patient enough to love our uh, family and friends who are stuck in addiction? When it seems maybe after 10, 20, 30 years of praying and believing that nothing's going to happen, are we still going to pray the very next day, you know, that they're going to be uh, set free in Jesus' name? Are we, you know, are we willing to uh, be that good to people, you know, be patient and be kind to people like Jesus is? And it's a really tough question. You know, are we willing to um, accept people where they are and not want to change them? You know, and that's that's a complicated issue, you know, depending on the relationship, how, um, you know, you have to think about your heart motivation. And it's it's tough. It, um, does anyone have any thing to add to that and I I I think I think in, well I've really been processing a lot of things lately through thoughts, feelings and words and it's amazing how you know Jesus was the perfect example of how to live and somewhere along the way us humans you know, especially as we have evolved centuries beyond, you know, the time he lived on this earth, um, you know, environment and whatever, you know, all the different forces on, on this planet, we're given free will. We have the same mind as Christ. We have all these powers that the, that God clearly has told us that, you know, we can do, we got the spirit inside of us. We can do anything we want. We've been given free will, but yet, we are conditioned. I like the word condition this week. <laughs> We've conditioned our, ourselves to think certain ways, say certain things. And then when we are put in a situation where we're trying to help someone through something or, or in a case like addiction where there's nothing, you know, they have to do that work themselves and we're stuck on the sidelines having to watch and clean up the messes and whatever we got to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it gets messy <laughs> it, to always be mindful of what are we thinking? We have the mind of Christ. So what would Jesus do? And um, it's a constant asking God and staying tethered to that and not lose track. And in, in this society we live in, there's a lot of untethered souls all over the place. And if we're stuck having to be around some of those, you know, it, it, it uh, makes it even more apparent what we need to do to stay on top of our game rather than be absorbed by theirs. Does that, does that make any sense? Yes, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. Yeah, great, great question. Because it's the actual walking it out, um, you know, letting it go. It's easy to say, but um, it takes, you know, us conditioning ourselves to be able to walk that out. And there's times I know, looking back in my life, there's times when, you know, I was rock solid through a lot of that. And then there's other times where I'm like, ah. and um 
you know, it, and it's interesting how easy we can get off track in our thoughts, our feelings, our words, and allow the emotions to take over. And when those emotions do take over, um, it's not, you know, it's not out of our control to get back into it. We just have to recognize it and just ask God again, like, Lord, what do I say here? Where do I go? You know, you know, just guard my heart while I step through this. You know, what's the next step? You know, every, every thought, every word, every motion, just asking God. And that's what we were designed to do. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's people that don't have that solid base or have strayed away from it that uh, that's where we get the struggles. That's how I see it. Kev, any thoughts on that? And then we'll go to MJ. Oh, All right. well, sir. well, sir. Awesome. MJ. Oh, yeah. You know, we've been talking about Jesus a lot here in the last 10, 15 minutes here. And I, I look at that guy. And here we got, we got the divine um, living in a human body. And he's chosen these 12 guys to, to run with him. And he's got these 12 guys. And these guys ask some of the stupidest questions and they're not really listening half the time of what he's telling them because he has to repeat himself and he has to use parables, just, uh, parables just to kind of get the point across. That's why they call them the disciples, you know, because these guys, man, duh. Yeah, they, you just want to slap your head when you read some of the stuff that they had to ask after he had already told them and talk about patience. This guy had patience with him. I mean, yes, he, he lost it a couple times, you know, but uh, you know, he, he just took everything in and just says, I, I know what you're asking and, and just follow me and I'll show you what, um, you know, what you're, it's kind of like sowing and reaping. The, the biggest challenge when you, when you put stuff in the ground and you go, okay, I just put that in the ground. Is it going to come up tomorrow? You know, we all know that most things you plant do not come up in the, in the first day that you put it in there. And that's a great testimonial to, to being patient. It, everything has a season. You will go through it. If you give it the amount of time, you know, yes, you can see miraculous things happen. And you should be asking for that. Ask, ask for miracles. But at the same time, there's a reason why you're, he knows where you're going. And there's good that's going to come out of whatever bad's going on right now. And I just look at it just like the, that little test they used to give kids. They would put kids in a uh, sitting at a table with a, like seven M&Ms sitting in front of them and say, OK, I'm going to I have to go in the other room and work on something. You know, here are seven M&Ms. If you don't eat them before I come back. Uh, I'll, I'll give you 20 or 40 M&Ms, that type of thing. And you just watch them go through. Are they patient enough to have the self-will to just understand that what was just said to them can come to fruition and be patient enough to get through it? So anyways, that's just, I, I just, man. That's, that's interesting because that's emotional, um, emotional, emotional quotient. Yeah. How, um, it, it has to do with your thoughts and your feelings because um, those turn into our emotions. And uh, that's a great, that's a great example, MJ. Yes. Excellent. I, I'm done being patient. Okay. You guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kevin, what, what else, what would you like to bring to the table on this? Anything else? Well, I mean, I think uh, Ephesians 4.2 was what I was going to kind of talk through, but we did that already. Uh, oh, Robin, really? <laughs> Robin, you did a really nice job on that, Robin. Thanks. And uh, so, I mean, I, I just go back to this idea, you know, that I, int I introduced at the beginning of, you know, it, you know, people, people understand, I think need to understand that the patience is, patience is, is a fruit, you know, it is something that it comes from having your heart and your mind focused on something other than your own self. Um, you know, when you, when you're right with God, when you're right with, with, when you're right with God, right, it's his will be done, not your will. And, uh, and, you know, you just, you accept it for what it is. And uh, that's, that's it. Joyce Myers, I think, did a great job of saying it. Right. You just patience is, a, is about your relationship with God and it can do that consistently, regardless of the circumstances you're facing and regardless of the answers that you get. Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. Even yep. when the answer is no or wait. <laughs> I agree, Kevin. That's great. Yeah, I agree. All, all of you, everything that you guys have shared. Awesome. 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 And, you know, and it's, you know, you said the word focused, God focused. Everything's God focused, everything we do and um, uh, patience is in us. And anytime we're given a scenario that we, you know, if we're questioning patience, you know, it's real easy for uh, <laughs> examples to come into our life to prove to us, you have patience here, I'll show you. Play with this for a while <laughs> run this through your system and stay level-headed and and poised and here's my synonym list uh, that I made uh, synonyms to patients poised or ready. I like ready position, poised, composure, endurance, diligence, calmness, equanimity. I, I love that word. Um, and even tempered, you know, it, no matter what comes your way. Um, and again, there's that duck on, on the water. <laughs> <laughs> where he, uh, you know, he's calm, cool, collected. He looks super calm, you know, but his, you know, feet are under their pat under that water paddling and doing uh, what they got to do to keep him afloat. Um, and he's super alert and he's expecting, you know, a great day and safety because I'm out here on the water, but I'm watching and um, yeah, but they still has to paddle his feet. <laughs> uh poised poised uh like a duck i like the, or or a swan it could be a swan <laughs> all right someone save me from the animals again <laughs> well i could go i i could go to my verse that i kept reading this whole week and we said you know patience was the topic and i pulled out romans 12 12 because it just spoke to me uh, be joyful in hope. I always like the word hope. Be joyful in hope. Patient in, in uh, affliction. You have to be patient when you're being afflicted. I just, <laughs> I don't want to be. Uh, no, you're going to have to be patient when you're being um, process, prosecuted in, and or hurt in some way. But the last part of 1212 says faithful in prayer. 
just take it to God. You know, Lord, just give me the patience to get through this. Lord, give me the patience to work with this person. Um, give me the patience to wait for the right person in my life. Um, one of the examples I can give you guys is when I was my early 20s, I was reminded that my mom got married when she was 20. My grandmother got married when she was 20. And look at this. I, I'm, I'm 25 years old and I'm not married, but everybody around me is getting married. And by age 30, I was working in a company where everybody was married. Um, not everybody, but the majority of people I was working with were all married. Every function I would go to, I was the single guy. And for 33 years, going up to 1996, I kept running around being the single guy. And then I'm standing in some Taco Bell talking to some crazy little girl that just has this laugh thing that is infectious. And I am just like going, thank you, Lord. I think you've put the right person in front of me here in my patience was rewarded because I literally knew there would be a day where he, he would put that person in my life and I kept praying for it. So anyways, just real life example. I don't know if anybody knows who that is, but I think some of you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I, I did a little study on uh, that verse. So thanks for sharing that earlier this week. I, um, so I've got four versions of the Bible. What you just read out of was the um, NIV, be joyful in hope, um, patient in affliction. So I've also got King James version, the amplified version and the message. And it's interesting. I love watching, looking at the difference between the, uh, the different versions. So I'm going to read them to you real quick here. There's a lot in in that verse. That's the simple version. Um, the NIV again says, be joyful in hope. The King James version says rejoicing in hope. Amplified says constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ. The message says, don't burn out, keep yourselves fueled and aflame. So I love the, just the different versions of just that piece of it. And then back to the NIV, be patient in affliction. King James Version says patient in tribulation. Amplified, steadfast and patient in distress. So they add steadfast in there. The message, be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit. In hard times, I love how the message just amplifies even more. I love how that is. And then the last piece of this is the NIV: be faithful in prayer. King James: continuing instant in prayer. The Amplified: devoted to prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. Continually. And the message, pray all the harder, help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Um, I just, I love the comparisons. I, I find it fascinating. Um, just from that one little verse, 
um, again, it's the words and it's uh, grabbing onto the words that, that capture your heart and <laughs> that you can take to heart and walk out in faith and asking God continually faithfully in prayer, continually pray harder, help needy Christians. I love that. <laughs> Be inventive in hospitality. Have That's where the fun factor comes in. How do we have fun with this? <laughs> How do we make this fun? Um, there's a lot in that, that what, what I just read. Any, any, uh, any other takes on that? And then uh, let's close out in prayer. All right. I think we're good. Okay. All right. You guys are awesome. So Lord, thank you once again for speaking through each one of us and um, just shining your light through each of us, through our words, through our actions, mm -hmm. um, every choice, every word, every thought. Um, thank you to um, continually remind us to call on you and ask you for help and guidance and um. And uh, just thank you that you've you've sent your son to, you know, die that brutal death for us. He loves us. And um, we've been given an armor of your word. And um, uh, just thank you, Lord, that uh, you know, the, the spirit is in us. Patience is in us. And all the fruit of the spirit, it's in us. And. Thank you for walking with us as we cultivate that and harvest. So in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Good stuff, Angie. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. You guys are awesome. So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus. I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ and God bless you. Have a great week.